Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name's Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. Now, match week 27. Definitely one to forget as a Liverpool fan. But there is no other place but to start with the Bournemouth and Liverpool game. But before I begin, please don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. And feel free to drop a comment and let me know your thoughts in terms of the show. So let's start Bournemouth versus Liverpool. The highs and lows of being a football fan. Typical Liverpool. Absolutely shocking performance. (sighs) But it's like we expected to get a win without actually putting in any work on the pitch. Just because we won 9-0 previously doesn't mean it's going to be given and we'll get the win like it's a walk in the park. But credit to Bournemouth, who I believe were fantastic and fully deserved the win. They kept their shape really well play some neat football and were very compact as a team. Their tactic was quite obvious. They were playing on their counter-attack and to be fair, it worked for them. The goal itself, great run by Otara, who was on smoke throughout the game, attacks the byline, cuts back a pass to Billing and he hits the back of the net. Poor defending from Van Dijk, who was caught flat-footed and for me, should have done a lot better to close down his man. It's a bit of a weird one regarding Van Dijk. Um, he seems to be a bit more reserved in making tackles, in my opinion. I think he doesn't want to lunge into tackles um, to avoid any possibility of getting injured. I'm sure he still has the, you know, the, the big injury that he had a couple of years ago. Still has that in the back of his mind in terms of not really giving it his 100% in certain... Uh, position in certain tackles, uh, which to fair is understandable, but regardless, he still needs to do much better in these situations, needs to get closer to his man. Had he done that, it would have been a different outcome, in my opinion. But forget his defending for a second, he had some glorious chances himself in front of goal. Probably should have scored at least a couple goals in this game, in my opinion. I've seen a certain people on social media or radio stations that have called Van Dyke overrated, which shame, which is shameless to say the least. Just because he's having a poor season to his standards doesn't mean that you erased the five, six years of greatness. Now, if CR7 was regarded as awful in his time at Manchester United, should we get him out of the GOAT debate? You tell me, because I don't think so. So... People have short-term memories nowadays when it comes to football. But back to the game, Liverpool had little chances. But for me, could have taken the lead with Salah stepping up for the penalty. But his shot hit into a different orbit, unfortunately. Now, I'm not just saying this from a hindsight point of view, but I believe Milner should have taken that penalty. Whenever he's on the pitch, he's normally the primary penalty taker. And Mr. Reliable in that situation. So, I know Mo Salah wants to get the goals, wants to get the accolades. But in this situation, I think we needed a calm head, a calm figure to take um, the kick from the spot. So, yeah, unfortunately in those situations. But I think if you look at the team, no one, probably apart from Alisson, could walk out of this, the Vitality Stadium and think they did well. Shocking performance. I think everyone needs to look in the mirror and make sure they do well in upcoming games. 
we don't play a Premier League game until I believe it's the 1st of April, which is against Man City away. So that's not going to be an easy fixture to say the least. Next game, however, is against Real Madrid in the Champions League, which, let's be honest, it's a formality now. I don't see another miracle taking place to get 4-0 at the Bernabeu. It's not happening. And the way we play in our away, away games as well, simply no chance. But unfortunately for Liverpool, the fixture of death, as I like to call it, is taking place in April as we face Man City away that I mentioned, Chelsea away, Arsenal at home and Spurs at home at the end of the month. It's not going to be easy for Liverpool. Uh, seems unlikely we'll pick up maximum points. But the only positive I can take is that we normally step up against the bigger team. So let's hope that's the case in weeks to come. Uh, before I continue, there's a comment here from Brush. Uh, Brush with the like, share and subscribe. Thank you, Brush, for your comment there. Now, the next game. Brush is a main night fan, so it's only right we speak on Manchester United. So a lot of United fans were definitely reaching out to me um, after the Liverpool defeat, I was seeing a lot of cherry coke um, sipping all over social media. It was funny, obviously. We were doing seven up all week, so you know, it's fair enough to do what you have to do. But you couldn't beat Southampton at home, the bottom team in the league. You know, being at Southampton at home isn't for everyone. We beat them earlier on in the year, which was 3 1. I think United were lucky to get a point. Southampton did show some moments where they should have been a bit more clinical in front of goal. Obviously, for Manchester United, they got the red card um, from a wild tackle from Casemiro, to say the least. That's his second red card this season. And I can't believe people are debating if it was a red card or not. That's a red card all day long. That challenge could have been a leg breaker. Probably deserves more than a four-match ban, if you ask me. Anthony tries to console Casemiro by telling him that he's going to win the game for him. Anthony, for real? <laughs> You're not doing nothing. You're a one-trick pony, and for me, a very overrated player. So, yeah, he wasn't going to take the line in that regards. Ward-Prowse, very close to scoring from a free kick. His trademark uh, role there. Clips the crossbar. Very, very close. Walcott, who I almost forgot, still plays professional football, was through on goal. Uh, poor effort, to say the least. And Fernandez was also very close to scoring. It was a great save by uh, Bazanu. So, for me, two points dropped for United. We probably won't be hearing quad talk anytime soon. I think that door was shut after the 7-0 defeat last weekend. I know, shameless. I had to, I had to put it in there in, in some shape or form. So... Probably the last time you'll hear me say that. Well, maybe not. We'll see. Um, on to the next game. Fulham versus Arsenal. So, Arsenal continue to take the charge and remain five points clear in the top spot. And what a great away win it was. Opening goal was a routine set piece. Nice cross by Trossard and a header from Gabriel. Trossard, man of the hour with another assist. This time it was a Martellini header that was converted. Honestly, I think people need to put a bit of respect in regards to my talent ID. I've been saying for a couple of years now that Trussard is a baller and Arsenal fans are only seeing it now. And they're loving it in terms of how he's performing. Trussard gets another assist, number three. And what a cross it was to Odegaard who smashes it in the bottom corner. 
At that point, the damage was done, as this was just before half-time. And Fulham didn't really have any chance to get back in the game. They did have a couple moments in the second half. But nevertheless, a good win for Arsenal as they maintain their lead. And they, they, they keep going. Let's see how it goes for them. Their rivals, Manchester City, had a tough fixture against Crystal Palace. This is their bogey fixture, but they managed to get the crucial win late on in the game. City did have quite a few chances uh, through Rodri, Grealish, Haaland, who hit over the bar from what I remember, and Foden uh, from a free kick. Was very close, but no cigar. Alvarez was very close as well later on, and fortunately, he leans back and hits it over the bar, so not the best execution there. But Palace conceded a very late penalty. Poor challenge by Olise on Gundogan. Haaland steps up, hits the back of the net. Never in doubt. Important win for Man City. The title race continues. Now, in regards to Crystal Palace, I'm a little bit worried for Patrick Vieira, to say the least. His team struggled to have a single shot in goal. In fact, I believe Palace have not had a shot on goal in three successive games, which is a crazy stat. Now, if I was a Palace player, I would have hit the shot from the halfway line to make sure that stat didn't exist. Crazy, crazy stat to have there. But Palace are currently 12 with 27 points, three points away from the relegation zone. Now, do you think Palace will be sucked into the mix? Me personally, I think they have enough quality to avoid the drop but they need to pick up form very quickly and promptly. So let me know what you guys think in the comment. Do Palace have enough to maintain their status as a Premier League team? Remains to be seen. Next fixture, Newcastle versus Wolves. Now, I think this has been the talking moment uh, of Match Week 27, Nick Pope's challenge. And what a lucky boy. Uh, Let's not beat around the bush. Uh, he should have been given a straight red card. I think the referee was being a bit sentimental there, knowing that he had just returned from suspension, uh, which uh, was a red card against Liverpool, ironically. So, so yeah, I think the referee <laughs> fought with his heart there and just like, oh, I didn't want to give him the red card, but ridiculous, should have been a red card. All rules apply with those sort of challenges. Jimenez for me could have easily got the ball if he wasn't obstructed. So, yeah, no two, two shoots about that one. Newcastle take the lead. Lovely whipped cross by Trippier. And a bullet header from Isaac in the bottom corner. Great goal for the Magpies. Uh, Huang Hee Chan gets the equaliser for Wolves. Trippier misclears the ball. A bit of confusion between him and the keeper. Pop falls to the ground and Chan hits the empty net. So equaliser there, 1-1 for Wolves. At that point, the game was in the balance, but Newcastle managed to get the winner with an Amaron effort from the left wing, sweetly hit into the corner. And that's a crucial win for Newcastle as they try to claim a top four position. I believe that's 44 points with two games in hand. So strong position for Newcastle there. Now, the next game, Tottenham versus Nottingham. So, I can't lie. I was praying for Spurs to lose this one. Wasn't to be, unfortunately. Richarlison fought. He scored the opening goal, celebrated in maverick fashion, telling the crowd to shush. Even told his manager to shush at one point. 
but he got put in his place and the goal was ruled by, offside by VAR. But the talisman of Spurs gets the goal to break the deadlock. Harry Kane steps up with a great header. Nice lofty pass by their signing from the January window, Poro, um, who got the assist. Spurs get a penalty later on in the game as Richarlison was brought down in the box. Hurricane steps up and bang, you know it, 2-0. At that stage, it seemed quite easy for Spurs and it continued. Richarlison helped Spurs with the third goal as he lost the ball into the box and Son finishes with his left foot. Nice finish there. Jubilation from the crowd and especially Conte, who was throwing his fist in the air. Really, really happy with that goal. Forest get a consolation goal later on. Could have made it two goals, to be fair. Could have been sticking on for Spurs in the latter stages. But Ayu missed from the penalty spot. Nevertheless, a great win for Spurs. They remain in full spot. Some may say favourites. At the minute, I think it's still up in the air. No clear-cut winner. Um, I think expect a lot of twists and turns along the way especially in April as the fixture list really piles up for every team. So, yeah, crunching time in the next month or so. And the final game, Leicester City versus Chelsea. Now, can you, can you believe it? Chelsea have notched up another win. Looks like things are on the up for the Blues. Chilwell opens the scoreline against his former team with a lovely left foot. But Ward... For me, was in no man's land. Should have been better position, and you shouldn't be beating it uh, at your near post. Ridiculous from him. Poor goalkeeping. Leicester City equalised with a cracker, and what a hit it was by Patson Dakar. Oh, they kind of ran there a little bit. Uh, but Chelsea's second goal was filthy. Lovely pass by Enzo Fernandez, and Havertz flicks the ball over the head of Danny Ward, and what a goal it was! Very, very nice finish there. And Kovacic wraps up the game with a sublime victory. Great goal from him. And that puts Chelsea still at 10th spot with 37 points. But if they can get a run of games together, who knows, they can climb up the table, maybe challenge for a European spot. Whether that's Champions Leagues or the Europa League remains to be seen. So, yeah, an interesting one in regards to their victory. Uh, Before I conclude... Just got a couple of comments here from Manson Smith. Do you, Man City, need to win their last 11 fixtures to win the title? I wouldn't say they need to win all of the fixtures. Obviously, it would help. But I do see Arsenal dropping points. I don't f- see them as being invincible right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's each game at a time for both teams, I would say. you know, Arsenal are showing the better form, I would say. But yeah, I think um, Man City, as long as they're breathing behind Arsenal's neck, I think it's all to play for. And I think it will be going right to the wire, in my opinion. I don't think it will be concluded before May. I think it will go to the last few fixtures. And that will be the crunching time. Who has the metal to you know, maintain their level of performances and go past the finishing line? So, So yeah. Remains to be seen in that regards. But unfortunately, I can't announce the FPL Manager of the Week as there's still games uh, remaining in Match Week 27. So we've got Brighton versus Palace coming up and Southampton versus Brentford. So 
Hopefully, I'll be able to announce the FPL Manager of the Week in the next episode. And that concludes our show for tonight. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, thank you to Brush and Madison for your comments. Appreciate it as always. If you haven't already, please don't forget to hit the like and subscribe button. Drop a comment and let me know your thoughts on the show. Speaking of shows, uh, I will be doing one tomorrow to preview the Champions League game, Real Madrid versus Liverpool at 11 p.m. UK time. Make sure to follow me at AussieFTP on Twitter and Aussie.FTP on Instagram for further updates. So, yeah, until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Good evening.